Balsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by the Gateway Section of the PGA. Hey, good morning. Uh, this is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Pearly. What's happening this morning? How you doing? I'm uh, doing just fine. Waiting on the uh, weather front here to uh, wet, it up, wet the line a little bit and uh, ready to go at the show, though. All right. Well, fantastic. Get ready because I'm going to ask you about our social media here in a minute, but I wanted to give you a little heads up because you can give us an in-depth report today. But Thank we you. formatted the show like around the golf. The first segment is called the On the Range segment, and it's brought to you by Vehicle Assurance. If you need any sort of coverage, if you need any sort of warranty, if you need anything for your vehicle, 866-341-9255. Call them. Uh, Sherry Smith's running that company. She is a great person, a huge supporter of the game of golf, and she will help you out. All right, Pearly, I got my stopwatch on you. You got 10 seconds. Go. Twitter's doing really well. Facebook is doing really, really well. And Instagram is knocking it out of the park. All right, cool, Pearly. Way to go, Pearl. Instagram, Pearl. Me, can you believe he brought up IG? What? That's the first time. I it's know. It's a record here I on know. the show. That is a record on the show. One I, thing. I bring it up when it's relevant. Well, wow. It's always relevant, Pearly. Come on. Come on, John. <laughs> We want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue at Donahue Painting and Refinishing, 314-805-2132. If you need any sort of help on the inside or the outside of your home, call these guys. They do great work. You can check them out online. They are terrific people. All right, John, we got to sit down with Mike Maddox. I will tell you, this is one really cool dude. He is the current pitching coach of the St. Louis Cardinals. He played in the big leagues. MLB for 16 years. He's in his 18th year as a pitching coach. And I got to play golf with him a couple weeks ago. And the guy can really play. You want to talk about a hand-eye guy? He can really play the game. I think it's awesome. I liked, the, I liked your interview very much. And I think the way he kind of transcends the game with the sports psychology, the golf, right up your alley with uh, friends that you've had from the past. I'm thinking Bob Rotella and stuff like that. It's... Uh, uh, he, he just had a wonderful story. And, again, another low-key guy. Man, the, the guy's just not going to promote himself at all. He was just fun to listen to you and him talking. No, it, it's it's it, it's a, just a treat to run into people like this. And the game, again, we got to go back to the game and how the game provides. And, you know, I've got a new friend. Anytime he's around and ha- doesn't want to go to the ballpark and calls, we'll go play golf. I mean, it's just uh, it's just terrific. Um He also had, John, crazy, so I looked this up. He had a round of golf in 2019 where he made two hole-in-ones in one one round. He's made six hole-in-ones and made two in one round. Two two hole-in-ones in in one round, John, the odds are one in 67 million. And you know how many times it's happened in the history of the PGA Tour? Three. You know what guys did it on the tour? Uh, No, I thought you were going to look that up. Oh, shoot, I thought you were going to look it up. Uh, anyway, it, oh, no, it was neat. It was oh, neat. me yeah. was going to look it up. Why is yeah. it my responsibility? Ah, because you're, you're part of the show. <laughs> we want to pull you in. And fishing yeah, Stop that's true. Let's put it. it back on Pearly. We don't care who it was. Who the hell knows who it was? I don't know who it was. But I that, that's pretty damn cool, I can tell you that, two in one round. That's that's absolutely spectacular. And, and he's he's proud of it, all the things he's done in sports and that's that's way up at the top. That's funny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so we got that interview. Um, this week on the PGA Tour is the Travelers Tournament in uh, Hartford, Connecticut. A great event, uh, community event. They folks come from all over that New England area to to attend. And um, uh, I can remember several years ago when Jordan Spieth hold the bunker shot um, to to I think get in the playoff, and then he won in a playoff or something. It was just dramatic. It's very cool. And that amphitheater um, setting on the 18th is is pretty pretty special. I remember caddying for you there in that 18th hole. It's uh, it's deceiving. It's uh, You better hit the right kind of drive. It's one of those holes you can it, – it kind of like the 18th at, uh, at uh, Scottsdale Stadium. It, it can play like nothing. You just whip out there and, and knock down a little birdie. 
where you start getting a little squirrely, and all of a sudden you are just scrambling like a dog trying to make your bogey. How's it? How's that right? How's it if you hit your drive a little bit to the right on that hole, Pearl? Uh, it's like hitting it a little bit left at uh, at uh, Riviera. It's 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 dead man zone. All of a sudden you're you're in a position that you're like, man, I got to work so hard to get anything to happen here now. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great analogy. Um, so, John, one of the things we've been following, we've been f- kind of following the Ricky Fowler uh, struggles on the PGA Tour. You know, he's one of the most popular PGA Tour players. We have seen guys like the Ian Baker Finches of the world, Chip Becks of the world, go through these kind of lows that they don't ever come out of. Right, and there's been some good and bad with with Ricky that I wanted to kind of report on. the 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 bad is that he 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 missed his second major in a row. He didn't qualify for Augusta in um, in uh, April, uh, and he wound up missing the qualifier for the U.S. Open by a shot. But on the bright side, and this is why I even brought it up. <clears throat> excuse me, he has almost a top five finish. At the PGA Championship at Kiowa, I think he he wound up finishing like seventh or eighth, and then a couple weeks back at the Memorial Tournament, he had a T. Uh, he was T eleventh. So there's a lot of bright spots in his game. I'm a huge fan. When Faraday was on the show, we talked a little bit about Ricky, and this was the first time both of us noticed that he was kind of getting down on himself. Typically, this kid has got. Of terrific, terrific attitude, and so there's a little bit of uh, uh, that going on. But I wanted to just kind of update uh, our listeners just about some of the bright spots that Ricky's been uh, experiencing. You know what, John? The kip, the kip, the tip of the cap, the kip of the tap, the tip of the cap segment is brought to you by the Dean Team of Kirkwood. Three one four nine six six zero three zero three. Colin and Brandy are good friends over there. The tip of the cap this week goes out to the Matthew Dickey's Boys and Girls Club. It's up in North County, not far from where I grew up. Each Wednesday evening, they're bringing young um, boys and girls, over 20 of them, over to Norwood and teaching them the game of golf. They're teaching them how to putt, to chip, to pitch, to hit iron shots. And I've spent a couple of evenings up there, and it is really, really fun, really special. And there are some good athletes swinging the golf club. So a couple of them, this this one young lady, she just, she was probably about 13 or 14, but she just, you know, you could tell the way her body moved, she was athletic. And I said, I said, do you, what other sports do you play? She goes, oh, and she went on a laundry list. I run this track event. I run this thing. I play basketball. I play softball. And um, it, so it's really fun. So the tip of the cap, it's brought to you by Brandy and Colin at the Dean Team of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303. That's going to wrap up the On the Range segment. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come back with the front nine. It's Golf with Jay Delsing. Hello, friends. This is Jim Nance, and you are listening to Golf with my friend, Jay Delsing. Did you know that the Gateway section of the PGA is comprised of over 335 members and over 200 facilities? I didn't either. Every time you drive up to your local country club, public facility, or driving range, there's an excellent chance that it is run and operated by one of the many members of our section. Since the time I was first introduced to the game, a PGA of America professional was there giving lessons, running the golf shop, and growing the game. The many men and women of the Gateway PGA section spend countless hours behind the scenes doing hundreds of little things to make our golf experience enjoyable. PGA Reach, Drive, Chip, and Putt, PGA Junior League, Rankin-Jordan Golf Program, those are just a couple of the many programs run and supported by our section. To learn more or to find out how you can get involved, go to gatewaypga.org, the Gateway PGA, growing the game we love. Are you looking for a great career? Do you like meeting nice people, working with your hands, and fixing things inside the home? Marco and Appliance Parts Company would like to encourage you to consider a high-paying career in major appliances repair and service. Major appliance service technicians are in very high demand. Major appliance techs work regular hours and make excellent money. They work local, in their own communities, and are home every night. It is an incredibly stable industry and highly rewarding work. Discover more about your new career in major appliance services today by contacting a local appliance service company in your hometown. In southern Illinois, contact Jeff Klein at Mount Vernon TV and Appliance Center. The phone number is 618 242 
1579. Marcon Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and proud distributor of General Electric Parts. I am delighted to welcome Marie Davila to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. I'm sure you know where it is, but in case you don't, Marie Davila is a landmark out in West St. Louis County. It's located on the corner of Clayton and Wideman Roads. It's also on 21 beautiful rolling acres right on the way out to Queenie Park. It's a country club-like atmosphere. It's iconic, and it's absolutely gorgeous. When my dad died and my mom decided she didn't want to live alone, Marie de Villa was the first place we called. When we pulled up, we were greeted at the front door by the owner, and he took us around on a tour of the facility. We learned that there are one, two, and three-bedroom villas that you can live in, and there's also 24-hour care in the East, West, and the Waterford buildings. So Marie de Villa had everything that my mom wanted. One of the things that stood out in my mind as well was the way the family-owned business treats their guests. That's right. They refer to them as guests, but they treat them like family. So if you're in the process of trying to make a tough decision for this next part of life, you got to visit Marie de Villa. This is local. This is family. And this is St. Louis. This is Marie de Villa. Come be our guest. When things come out of left field... Having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101 to see how they can help you stay in the game. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. After my knee replacement, I was able to swing the golf club again without any pain. SSM Health Physical Therapy guided me through the rehab process. When I was ready, one of their specially trained KVS certified physical therapists put me on the 3D motion capture system. It was awesome. They evaluated my posture, alignment, and the efficiency of my swing. They gave me golf-specific exercises to help my swing become more efficient and repeatable. Call them at 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Tell them Jay sent you for special pricing. Your therapy, our passion. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me. We're headed to the front nine, brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. This September, 6 through 12, Norwood Hills Country Club. It's going to be the focal point of the golf world, man. It's going to be great. I get to play in it. Pearly's going to be caddy, and Meat's going to be doing the one-hand and one-person wave over there in the crowd. And I'm just really excited. I've been practicing every day, and I need to keep practicing because I'm not that good right now. You will be. You'll be ready. You're all pumped up for it. Hey, one thing I was thinking, why don't we try to get the superintendent of the of the course uh, uh, on the show a little bit, just to kind of give us a brief of where things are at and what his excitement level is and what the challenges are and what the expectations are that he's got to meet for the tour. Yeah, no, it sounds like a good idea. Mike Knoll, he's one of the top five superintendents in the entire country. He is terrific. Wow. And our greens are the best in the state every year. It's such a it's such a pleasure to play that golf course because those greens are always somewhere between really really good and fantastic. Yeah. All right. So I had a little sit down with um, a 15 year MLB player, Mike Maddox, who is also happens to be an 18 year um, pitching coach veteran of the MLB. So this is a baseball lifer who is a great guy and a great golfer. Hope you enjoy this interview. Joining us is Mike Maddox, the former pitcher for Rancho High, now, of course, with the San Diego Padres. First of all, Mike, i got to tell you, Nate Tonnebaum wanted me to tell you hi, and, and he wanted me to ask you how your golf game's going. Now, the golf game's going pretty good. I doubled 18 today for the 77. Mike Maddox is brought to you by Golden Tee. Oh, my gosh. Well, we got to play together a couple weeks ago, and that was a blast, and... Um, I just, uh, you know, I'm a nerd freak. I love the game of baseball. I love the game of golf. And you have had spent a life in both. And I just am really excited, Mike, to to let the listeners get a little 
little glimpse. I thought I had a really good gig, and I love, I love what you do. As a player, you got to spend from 1986 to 2015 years in the big leagues. What a thrill that had to be. Oh, man, that was, you know, kind of a dream come true, Jay. You know, it was something as a kid. You played Little League, and you played it because you loved it, and you really enjoyed it. Then you played high school ball, and you said, well, this is kind of a cool gig. And, you know, you're kind of good at it, but to think that, you know, I was going to, you know, sit there and have a major league career that I had, um, you know, was kind of, it was a pipe dream, you know. It was something we always prayed for and that we aspired to do, but to go ahead and live it, man, it's just, just a blessing and looking back on it, I probably appreciate it more now than when I was playing, you know, it's a lot of pressures when you're playing and, you know, you don't sleep well at night for years and you're trying to cash in on that small window of opportunity and you grind through it. But, uh, I'm very appreciative, appreciative of it. And once again, I probably enjoy it more now than back when I was playing. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have any sort of wisdom, and, and we're pedaling as hard as we can to kind of get through some of that stuff, and it's hard to, to really know what you're going through at the time. Yeah. It was uphill grind the whole way, but, uh, you know, it was just loved every minute of it and, you know, got out of playing, and, you know, it's in my blood. It's what I love to do, and it's what I know. And, you know, I segued into coaching uh, extremely quick, and, you know, um, I've been fortunate to do that for – 20 plus years now. So, uh, you know, life in baseball has been a, a blessing in disguise. And it, you know, I like to go home at night and say, you know, I have yet to work a day in my life. So, you know, I feel blessed that way. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. It's, it's so interesting, Mike. So when you, when you um, retired from the game as a player, you joined, with, joined on with the Brewers uh, quickly. Every place you, you went from the Brewers in Milwaukee, you went to the Texas Rangers, and you've lowered everybody's ERA uh, quite dramatically. M- Michael, Talk a little bit about some of the – just what is it that you, you try to help the pitchers with? Because we're going to make these connections between golf and, and pitching and talk a, a lot about some of your successes in the, in the game of golf as well. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, my approach as a coach is more mental. I understand that when you start off playing, um, and as we tell the, the young players when we sign them, you know, that – first thing we're going to do is look at your feet and we're going to make sure that you're online and you get your lower half working. And then um, we'll move up from the lower half into your core and eventually uh, get up to your arm, you know, so you get all the bottom parts lined up so that your arm can line up. But then when you get to the major leagues, it's a, it gets even higher. It's all a mental game then because everybody in the major leagues has talent and everybody's got a great skill set and they're the best players in the world. You know what we've gone global. So, you know, to know that you're competing against the best players in the world, that means that you are one of the best players in the world. And it just becomes the, the mental challenge then as well as the physical. So that's kind of what I've always tried to do is uh, tap into the mental side of the game and uh, give guys the utmost confidence so they feel good about themselves. And, you know, a player that feels good about themselves is dangerous, man. And you got to love it. And it's been a successful recipe. But, you know, talent uh, always helps. You know, it's, it's good to have those guys with the – the good arms and the healthy bodies and the great minds are the ones that succeed a lot and probably succeed more in the game than the talented ones. I was going to say, Mike, the guys with talent that really have the mental side figured out and understand themselves at a deeper level, those are the guys that can really soar in there. The, the, you know, those are your all-stars, you know, um, those guys that were blessed with a good talent and a, and a good mental makeup. And you have a lot of guys that play a long time that maybe – you know, they're talented, they're major league players, but they don't have that all-star type talent. But these guys are mental bulldogs, and those are the ones that you, you really root for, and those are the ones that kind of spook you when it comes down to a crunch time late in the game, and you're saying, man, this guy, he doesn't care. You know, he's just mentally tough. He's going to grind you out. And he might not be the best hitter. He might not be the best pitcher, but he's got the most bravado and probably the biggest guts on the field. And those are the guys that uh, – that help you win ball games, man. Talent gets you there. I always say that over the course of the season and a team, you know, that the talented teams, that your horses are going to get you there, but the jockeys are going to be the ones to win it for you. And those are the jockeys, those mentally tough guys. Mike, you know, it's, it's, you can't uh, immediately judge and measure those kind of intangibles. Can you, you have to watch the competition because 
I, I, I think we mentioned this when we were playing together. I'm a competitive guy. I know you're a competitive guy. When I watch Tiger and play with Tiger, I'm like, I'm not even close to being as competitive as he is. He could just take it to different levels, and there's a lot of guys like that in, in the, the game of baseball. There sure is. The, the guys that are multi-talented or very talented or have more talent, if they have that mental edge about them and that mental capacity to to be the best version of themselves more consistently than the other guy, and the, those are the guys that just run the table. And, you know, like I said, they, they might be the all-stars, but then you take the upper echelon of them, and those are your Hall of Famers. And you can watch guys play nowadays that have the talent, but they just have that mental determination. And, you know, I think about a Yachty Molina, you know, a Adam Wainwright, a, a Max Scherzer. You know, these are guys that just, you know, throw it all on the line every time they go out every pitch, and they're just so mentally tough and mentally sound. And that's why they play such a long time, and that's why they all have, uh, you know, another team to make, and that would be in Cooperstown. So those are kind of the uh, examples of uh, mentally tough guys that have great talent. You know, Mike, it's interesting, and, and when Tiger Woods came onto the PGA Tour, um, he changed everything. The way we play the game today, it's changed completely. And, you know, I sat about uh, and, and started thinking about this today. Your game has changed a hell of a lot and almost in the same direction. Now you got you guys are using track men for spin rates, for launch angles, not even for only for batting, but for pitching. And, and there's a lot of similarities, Mike, in the way that our two games have uh, have developed I, I don't know i kind of use that word lightly but they've they've kind of changed is it hasn't it there's so much information now and i guess the biggest challenge is how we apply the information you know sure we, we can measure spin rates and we can measure launch angles and you say okay well how do i get to that position and how do i make it work for me so some of the the data we have to you know dumb it down and put it in layman's terms you know so it, it can be applicable because what, what we want is something simple and actionable and well, we have to be able to take that information, apply it to to where we can uh, use it to our advantage. But, you know, not everybody uh, has the great data, you know, per se on a player, but yet somehow they prevail. And once again, it comes down to the human element. And, you know, it's just like on the golf course. Some guys drive it further and some guys probably, you know, hit it higher. Some guys hit it lower. But, you know, the bottom line is how many shots did it take? And uh, that's kind of how we are in our game. It, you know, no matter, you know, how hard you throw or how soft you throw, it's about where you're throwing it. And at the end of the at the end of the day, we look up at the scoreboard, and and that's kind of our our true measure of how we're doing. So, it, it's a blend. But our game has changed not only with the data, but you know, our game changed. You know, going back, you mentioned Tiger changed the game. Our game was changed with Bob Gibson back in '67. Um, when he had the one one two or sixty eight, when he had the one one two ERA, and they said, you know what, the year of the pitcher and the pitchers are dominating, we better lower the mound, you know. So, you know, the Bob Gibson changed our game just by having the mound lowered because he was so dominant, much like Tiger, you know, changed a lot of things with the tour guys. Oh, Mike, and you want to talk about a mental bulldog? Bob Gibson's at the top of the list. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> you talk about a talented guy, you know what? Well, Unbelievable talent. You know, not, not only is he a Hall of Fame, you know, God rest him, a Hall of Fame player, you know, 3,000 punch outs, uh, a ton of wins, and changed the game like nobody's ever changed, like I said, with lowering the mound. But on top of that, in the offseason, the guy played for the Globetrotters, you know. So baseball wasn't his only gig, man. This guy could do a lot of things. And, and uh, he was very – he was a big mentor to the Cardinals and um, – you know, individually with Jack Flaherty the last couple of years, you know, he really helped Jack, uh, you know, get on track and overcome some of his young growing pains because uh, Bob could relate to Jack uh, quite well. And, you know, his legacy lives on and um, Cardinal Nation, well, we all miss Bob Gibson, but what a fierce competitor he was. He wasn't afraid to throw it up at your neck and then throw one down and away and dare you to leap, reach out there and grab it, you know, this wasn't going to happen on his watch. No, and you're continuing that legacy here in St. Louis with the pitchers. You know, Mike, when I grew up, my dad had always told me, son, the hardest thing to do is to hit a baseball, round bat, round ball. It's really hard. And then he started playing golf. 
And I looked at him, Mike, and one day he was just having one of those days, you know. He couldn't center the thing up, and every putt lipped out. And I said, Dad, and he goes, yeah, this game's pretty hard, too. Um, you, en- <laughs> you enjoy the game a hell of a lot. Tell us how you got started in it. Um, it was just something that uh, my father had a set of clubs in the garage. And, you know, I said, you know, that, that'd be kind of fun to go out and see what this thing's about because at that point uh, had never really played golf at all, you know. And so we went out and we walked around the golf course out at Nellis Air Force Base in Vegas. And I said, this is kind of fun. And then we started playing like once a week. And then little brother and I, we started playing, uh, you know, maybe twice a week. And we're just beating it around, you know. We had the traveling mulligan in our pocket, and you know, we'd swing by the the um, property fences of a couple courses we played where they had the uh, the egg cartons, you know, full of assorted golf balls, and you get a dozen golf balls for five bucks. And we're like, "Sweet, this is great, man!" I'm teeing off with a Dunlop and putting the Pentacle, and you know, <laughs> see how far that Balata Spalding can go with the big smile in it, and you know, so we were self-taught and self-made, and. You know, we just went out athletically, eye-hand coordination, just kind of learned to hit it forward. And, and you know, by the time we could, uh, you know, we had time in the big leagues where we could, um, you know, actually afford to go out and join the club. And that's when we started playing a lot. And it's just been a passion. And I love the uh, how golf equates to pitching. I, I, I think there's a lot of similarities in the two. And that's why I always enjoyed it, because it was a, a mental break from pitching. But a lot of the principles um, – I use the same principles, golf and pitching, you know, and that your tee shot is like your, your OO pitch. You know, I, I want to get strike one. Well, my drive, I want to give myself a second shot, you know, and then once you get strike one, well, you want to get strike two. Well, that's like hitting the green, give myself a shot at it. And then strike three is like making the birdie putt. So, you know, it's, uh, that's how the, I like to play it, you know, pitching golf at the same time. Oh my gosh, Mike, it, it is so interesting because the mental side of it, you know, you can pitch, a fantastic ball game and be in the, you know, late in the seventh inning or something up by one run and make one mistake with a, you know, with a guy on and the game's, you know, over two to one and and you really pitched a hell of a game and don't have much to show for it. And it's the same way with, you know, one errant shot at the wrong time can just ruin your day. I always say in golf and pitching this way in that when things are going well, you have to continue to grind because they're going well for a reason. The second you get off the gas and you get careless because things are going well, that's when you throw in right down the middle. You know, the guy knocks it out of the park, changes the game, or you don't concentrate on your drive and you hit it in the woods and you three off the tee and you go all that hard work for nothing because I took a pitch off or I took a swing off. And that's something we can't do. You know, the, the game's not over till the last out's made, and in golf, the game's not over until you're picking it up out of the 18th hole. So, you know, it's a, a mental grind all the way through, but I love the challenge of the focus you have to have when you get over the ball the same way when you're pitching. You know, you, your moment of focus is when you're looking in at the catcher. Okay, now I got, you know, seven seconds. I really got to lock down here, and then I take my break, and okay, give me the ball back. I walk around. Okay, now I got another seven seconds. So it's, uh, you know, in golf, you have a little more time between shots, but you understand, I'm sure, that, you know, as soon as you get over and your routine starts, you know, that's your time to grind it. And it's the same way when you're looking down the, at the catcher getting the sign. Mike, do you guys work on pre-shot routines with your pitchers? Because I know every single player on the PGA Tour, and I have my own pre-shot routine. I know you have a pre-shot routine from playing with you. Do you do that with your pitchers? Yeah, well, we have a uh, – I, I call them swing thoughts. You know, I, I use a lot of golf terminologies, you know, so I always tell guys, you know, what's your swing thought on a given pitch, you know, and do you visualize and do you see the pitch before you throw it? And does the pitch have a name, you know, and, you know, uh, is this a pitch you've thrown to somebody else who's going to take that Polaroid of, and that's the pitch you're going to throw time and time again. And um, we've done it with some of our guys that are good that way. And, you know, they say, you know, what are you going to throw him? Well, I'm going to throw him the Hunter Pence fastball down and in. I said, okay, that's the one we want right there. You know, and, you know, Hunter Pence ain't even playing, but that, that's the visualization that we get from it. And guys have their, uh, you know, their reset routines, you know. Um, and we talk about this in a, uh, in a forum with our uh, an open forum with all of our pitchers as we, we get together and we just have guys explain what their routines are 
and how they reset their routines. And it's funny that once they talked about what they do, we see them in the game now. And it's good for us to know because you can see him reset. And if you don't see him reset, that's when you got to make a mountain busy and just go out there and go, all right, buddy, <laughs> I'm out here just to slow things down. You know, I didn't see you walk back and grab the rosin and throw it down, you know, uh, or clean your spikes or tie your shoes or something. So everybody's got their own little things where they reset and get ready for the next pitch and try to stay in the moment. Man, John, this longevity, it just it, it gets me. That's going to wrap up the front nine in the first part of this interview, but don't go anywhere. We'll be back for the back nine and more of the Mike Maddox interview. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. If you have a car and you're struggling to get some protection for that car, let me recommend Vehicle Assurance. 1-866-341-9255 is their number. They have been in business for over 10 years and have a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is one of the reasons why they have over 1 million satisfied customers. They are known for their painless claims process and their premium vehicle protection. So whatever that car looks like, they can help you. You can find them at VehicleAssurance.com or call them again at 866-341-9255 for a free quote. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve. This is Dan McLaughlin, TV voice of the Cardinals. St. Louis is one of the best sports cities in the country. We also have a tremendous history of supporting professional golf. We're excited to bring golf back to St. Louis with the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic, September 28th through October 4th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Don't miss your chance to see PGA Tour champion legends. Proceeds will benefit St. Louis area youth, including the Urban League, Mary Grove, the Boys and Girls Club, and more. For tickets and sponsorship information, head to ascensioncharityclassic.com. I am with my buddy Joe Schieser from USA Mortgage. Hey, Jay. How are you? Doing great, Joe. Thanks so much for the support of the show. Ah, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, congratulations. This is uh, your third year, and we're really proud to be a sponsor all three years since the very beginning. It's a great show, and we look forward to it every Sunday morning. Well, thanks a bunch. Tell us just a little bit about USA Mortgage and what you can do for people. Well, USA Mortgage is a uh, ESOP. It's an employee-owned company, so over a 1,000 families here in St. Louis work for the company. So if you want an opportunity to patronize a a local company, please call USA Mortgage 314-628-2015 and I'll be more than happy to sit down with you, go over your options, discuss all the different programs that are available and give you an opportunity to support a local company. That's awesome, Joe. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, Jay. Thank you. visiting with Kevin Korn this morning on the Gateway PGA Spotlight. Kevin, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Jay. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh, Kevin, it's my pleasure. You and I have been buddies for quite a long time, but please tell our listeners the cool stuff you're doing at Rankin Jordan Bridge Hospital here in town. It's a fantastic facility, and and just over 10 years ago, we started a junior golf program over there for the kids, and go in once a week, every Wednesday afternoon, they've got a standing 2 o'clock tea time and uh, just teach the kids how to play golf with whatever medical complexities they're facing and, and fighting through. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't matter if they're in their hospital beds or wheelchairs with a walker. What, you know, we, we make sure that all the kids have a chance to play golf and see if they can play golf, uh, either on the, what we call Rankin-Jordan National Golf Links outside, which is the ball diamond and the two putting greens. Or in swing, indoors, we've got a full swing simulator plus a, a couple of large areas that can, can play golf right there inside the hospital. Oh, Kevin, I've seen, I've been for, so fortunate to visit there. I've seen the looks on these kids' faces, and you're really, uh, you're giving them so, something to hold on to at a really crucial time in their lives. Absolutely. You look at what they're they're going through and, and how brave they are through all of it, and this is something that, that can be a healing tool for them in any number of ways and also helps heal the entire family because once the kids go home, if they want to continue playing, we'll connect them with, PGA professionals that are close to them and, and at golf courses where they can keep going just to hit range balls or even play. And, and more often than not, the rest of the family, if they don't play, they take it up as well. So it, it ends up being an activity that the whole family can do uh, you know, while the child is healing and, and therefore the family is healing. 
You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, the ultimate virtual golfing experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. I want to tell you about Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. My friend Colin Burnt runs the store over there, and he helped me buy a used Volkswagen for my daughter, Joe when she turned 16. We've had the car for over a year. It's running great. It's nice and safe, and we've taken it there to get it serviced just recently. Pearlie, that does the show with me, just bought a nice Toyota truck from Collins. So I want you to know that if there's any sort of vehicle you need, anything at all, you can get it at the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. You can call them at 314-966-0303 or visit them at DeanTeamVWKirkwood.com. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by Fogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance. Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm Jay, your host. I got Pearly with me, my caddy, friend, buddy. We got uh, Brad Barnes meet. He's taking great care of us here at the ESPN Studios. And we're on the back nine. Uh, the back nine is brought to you by the Fogelbach Agency with Farmers. 314-398-0101. Call Ed Fogelbach. Call one of his kids that's working at the agency. If you need anything, uh, uh, any sort of insurance for your business, for your health, for your family, anything. Ed will take care of you. He's a great guy. All right, let's go back to the conclusion of my interview with the MLB player and current pitching coach of the St. Louis Cardinals, Mike Maddox. Swing and a miss. That's 11. 11 strikeouts for Jack Flaherty. Wainwright. His 39th birthday, he goes the distance. 23rd complete game of his career. Absolutely remarkable. And a hug from Yadier Molina. Goosebumps everywhere. Mike Maddox is brought to you by Golden Tee. Mike, one of the things I used to love to do to do that reset was take my glove off because that Velcro sound was almost startling to me. You know, it seemed to always... Get my attention. No matter how many people I was playing around, I could tear that Velcro off and I'd be paying attention. Like, come on, man, we got to get your head back into this. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what what we do. You know, rub the ball, um, get the rosin, and you know, some guys uh, have a particular area that they go to around the mound and which direction they walk up to the hill and address the rubber. So it's uh, if you know their little innuendos, you can keep track of them and, and know if they're uh, leaking oil or if they're in a good spot. So it's interesting, but I think you have to have uh, pre-shot routines. And, you know, these uh, sports psychologists have helped all sports. And it seems like the more routine we get into, the more glued to that routine we become. But that's almost like our safe nest, you know, that we can go to. And we know that if we do that, it's going to help us out in that big moment. And it'll keep every pitch the same, you know, even though it might be the first inning, might be the ninth inning, it might be the playoffs, it might be a Wednesday game, who knows. But if we treat every pitch the same, we're going to be okay. And that's what we try to do is just model consistency. Mike, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because when I was good, I'd have the processes in mind. And I didn't care where I hit it nearly as much. I was trying to go here, and if it went over there, you know, uh, no big deal. But one of the things I can tell you, Mike, whenever I wasn't there, and ever I took a pitch off, swing off, I usually hit it in such a bad spot. It used to piss me off so much. When when and it seems like this is probably a similarity for you guys as well. It seems like if you ever miss a pitch over the plate, these professional hitters don't fall it off, do they? They hit it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is if you throw a pitch with conviction. You know, you're into it mentally, you're into it physically. You can get away with stuff. You know, you can get away with those. But if you're not prepared and you're not convicted in what you're doing and you're trying to throw darts instead of ripping it through there, yeah, you're very vulnerable. Even if you make your pitch, you're vulnerable. And I just always call that the moment of truth. And then that's the release point. You know, we get to the moment of truth. You know, that that's who we are and that's what we have to deal with. It's much like when you're, you know, I want to hit this, little lob shot, you know, over the bunker and I'm short-sighted. 
boy, I don't want to hit this thing thin, you know, but gosh, if I chunk it, I'm in the dirt, you know, so you got to really <laughs> trust yourself and you better have those, uh, you better have um, a strong mind to what you're going to do. And you really got to commit to it because if you don't commit to it, well, yeah, you're going to be, yeah, nothing good's going to happen, man. If, if you take that, that shot off or that, that pitch off, nothing's good's going to happen. I had Bob Golby on the show not long ago, Mike, and he talked about having a big set. You know, he said you really had to man up out there. It took a lot of courage and, and, and to hit some of these shots, and it's the same with pitching, I, I, I'm sure. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we had some big moments in our game last night, you know, where Carlos is grinding on this no-hitter, and it's like, well, every pitch is big now. Jeez, man, they're, they're real big. And then they, they got the base hit, and it's like, okay, well, let's roll two. You know, we got a 4 nothing lead, and all of a sudden there's a, a hit, and then there's a double, and all of a sudden we're like, man, you know, forget the no-hitter, forget the shutout. We're trying to stay ahead. And, uh, you know, we brought in uh, another reliever, Ted Brera, who's been fantastic for it. They three guys, they all three got on. Now we got bases loaded, a one-run lead, and Ryan Helsley comes into the game. And you're like, well, okay, what do we got here? Strikeout, strikeout, ground ball. We still got the lead, man. And you're like, now that's the big moment, huge moment. And uh, he talked about it, and he said, you know what? He went in there, and he just said he was going to rip one pitch at a time and commit to every pitch that he threw. And he threw 10 pitches. And those were 10 nut busters. And that's how we won the ball game right there. And it all flies under the radar. Nobody knows it. Yachty came up, hit a double, and uh, we win the game. Um, Ponce de Leon gets the save. But as I tell our guys, man, I said, you go out there, you do your job. And you just come in and, and shake hands, but you do your job. Let's let somebody else be the hero. And uh, that was case in point last night with Brian Helsley. He just came in quietly, kind of James Bond, got out of it, went, shook hands, and everybody else was the hero. So that was fantastic what he did last night. But that was the big moment we're talking about, man, that he went out there, accepted it, and said one pitch at a time. Same stuff he did last time out when, you know, when we were down a run or two. Same approach, same everything. Man, Mike, as a pitching coach, I mean, you're a sports psychologist, you're a, a a psychiatrist, you're a dad, you're a friend. One of the things, talk to us a little bit about every time you go out to the mound, you you literally put your hand on, on one of your guys, on his arm, on his shoulder or something. I've got an idea about that, but tell us why you do that. Well, initially, I never really knew that I was doing it. You know, and then it became people started mocking me. And uh, I had a couple of buddies of mine that'd be at the sports bar and they would make bets with the next patron when I would go out there. He'd go, Hey, I bet this guy puts his hand on his shoulder and it hits him in the chest. And he goes, Really? And he goes, Yeah, yeah. And I'd do it. And he goes, Hey, man, you, you know, you, you won me around the drinks last night. And I'm like, Oh, really? Really? <laughs> so <laughs> that's when I started realizing that, Hey, okay, I do do it. But um, why do I do it? I think it's just try to you know, get a feel for them, you know, are they loose, are they tight, um, heartbeat, uh, but it also is a, you know, the calm, the fatherly, the fatherly uh, figure, you know, putting your arm around your son, you know, saying, hey, no matter what, I love you, you know, I don't care what happens, man, I love you, and we're in this thing together, so it's just really trying to settle them down, and, and uh, you know, sometimes you're walking guys off the cliff, you know, or say, come on back here, you know, we need you right now, and this is what we're going to do, and you go out there, give them a good message, and, uh, you know, I say, let me be the bad guy. You do this, this, and this, and if it doesn't work, I'll be the bad guy, okay? I just want you to go in there and rip it and loosen up a little bit and let your uh, talent play out because your stuff's pretty good. You know, you just got to give it a chance. And, you know, usually if you make contact with them, they're listening to you. If you don't make contact to them, their minds are wandering. So I think that's why I started it. It was really as an attention getter, and uh, then they can hear what you say. It's it's so authentic, Mike. I can tell it's not contrived. It's because you're into this thing just like they are. And um, the other thing that has to be so important, Mike, is you have all the creds. You've been through this before. You've been through the battles. Well, I've got skin in the game. That's one thing. And I, I think that's one of the reasons that we have trust with the uh, the players is, you know, we've gone out there and well, we know what it's like. And, you know, one thing that we have to remember and, you know, I hope I never forget it, man. Playing this game is tough. It, it's hard to play. And, and you hear a lot of old timers say, you know, the, the older I get, the easier it was to play or the more I forgot how hard it was to play. 
And that's the one thing we got to keep real that, you know, it's a tough gig, man. There's a lot of stress and a lot of pressures in the game. And we just really try to, uh, you know, loosen them up and get them to a point where their talent prevails and put them in spots where they can succeed and, and uh, just encourage, 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 man. And keep uh, letting them know that we love them no matter what, you know, win, lose or draw, you know, you're the guy and you're my guy and I don't care the result. I just want the process, man. Cause if we, have the good process, we're going to be okay. Mike, it's so true. I can remember coming off some of my best rounds and highest finishes and tournaments I won. I was so amazed at some of the some of the fire I was able to walk through, and I was calm, and I was confident at the, at that time. And then I get past it, and I'm like, how the hell did I do that? You know, but it, it's, it really was about the processes. It really was about staying in the mm-hmm. present, staying focused, and, and, and not worrying about any results. Yeah. Yeah. We get caught up in the result because we really can't dictate the result, but we can dictate the process and how we go about it. You know, I tell the guys, you know, I want to throw my fastball right here. Okay. That's what I want to do. I want to throw it right there. Now, does the umpire call it a strike? Gosh, I hope so. Does he call it a ball? I don't know. Does he swing at it? I don't know. Does he foul it off? I don't know. Does he square it up? I don't know. All I do know is I can put my fastball right there with conviction. I got to control what I can't control and stay within myself and do what I do best. And that's command the baseball. And if I command the baseball and I'm putting it where I want, or at least doing that thing with conviction, then I control what I can't control. And the results will probably come out in my favor. But if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to control the result. I kind of get ahead of myself, you know, then I'm trying to strike a guy out on the first pitch. Well, I can't do that. You know, I got to get ahead. You know, it's like making a hole in one on a par five. Well, you can't do it. And sometimes guys get guilty of that. You know, they try to get three outs with one pitch and, you know, throw a, a no hitter in the first inning. You know, it's, they just try to do so much too soon. But, you know, just remind them of the process, what it takes is one pitch at a time. And it's such, it's so cliche, but it's so real. Because that's how we have to approach it, man. We can only do one at a time. So, you know, my focus is on this pitch. After I make the pitch, give me the ball back. I'm going to make this pitch again. And uh, not a bad process. Seems to work. And those are the what the guys with the good minds. That's what they do. Absolutely. So you, you just brought up hole-in-ones. Mike, we got to talk about this a little bit. And then I, I really appreciate This is Mike Maddox. He's the pitching coach of the St. Louis Cardinals, an excellent scratch golfer and a good friend of mine on the Golf with Jay Delsing show. In 2019, the Cardinals are playing the Nationals in, um, I think it was the NLCS, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. And you had a special... NLCS, yeah. You you had a special day in the golf course, a one in, what, something like 60 million, 65 million chance. Tell us a little bit about your day. Man, well... I sought up our team president, uh, John Mozalak, to play with two friends of mine, a couple of admirals in the, the Navy there. And um, they were going to play at Army-Navy Country Club right there next to the Pentagon. And, you know, I was going to set them up. We got a game that night. You know, I'm not going to play on game day. Well, I kind of got, you know, my boss said, no, come on, let's go. So I said, all right, I'll go. So anyway, we tee off, uh, you know, Amber Sky pretty early, 730. And we get to the third hole, and we're just looking right into that rising sun. And it's 188 yards, and, you know, I hit one, and I said, man, that felt really good. And I could just hear that, you know, that kick at the end of it, and we're all walking off the green. You couldn't see your ball flight, you know, because uh, it was right into the sun. But as we were driving up, I told the, the admiral I was in the cart with, I said, you know, I'm either over the green or in the hole because uh, there's no balls on the green, you know. And uh, sure enough, uh, he walked across the bridge, and we're looking in the creek for another one, and he pulls it out of the hole. We're like, holy cow, there goes a noose right there, and we couldn't even see it go in. And You know, so we uh, actually won that hole, which is good, because that evened up the match after three. But then we proceeded to the 14th hole, and uh, you know, that was a 135-yarder. But anyways, um, yeah, sure enough, uh, I hit it right on line, and you could see that one go in. But uh, sit there and make one ace was pretty cool. But to make two of them was – all you could do was laugh at it because you knew it was such a long shot. We looked it up, and it was, uh, what, $67 million to one that that would happen. And I'm saying, you know, this 
There's no doubt. We're gonna, we, we might throw a no-hitter tonight and win that ball game. That's all I could think of. It, it, today's my lucky day, and we're going we're gonna, to you know, put it on the Nats tonight. But uh, what a sensational uh, memory of the golf course. And, you know, it's all, you know, it's all downhill from here. You know, I can't do anything better than that. I guess, you know, what's next? You know, ma- making an ace and a double eagle or something? I, I don't know. But just an incredible day on the golf course. I'll, I'll never forget it. All right, Pearl. We're going to go to a break, and we will tackle that on the Michelob-Alter 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Don't forget that question, Pearl. This is Bill DeWitt III, president of the St. Louis Cardinals, and you're talking to Jay Delsing. And wait, oh, sorry, what's the name of the show? <laughs> Golf with Jay Delsing. Oh, yeah, let me start it. <laughs> hey, Jay Delsing here for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros use on the PGA Tour. That's right. SSM Health Physical Therapy has Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screen on you as well as putting you on the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Trust me, I've been on it. It is really cool. Proper posture and alignment can help you keep it right down the middle. There's 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call them at 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. Are you looking for a great career? Do you like meeting nice people, working with your hands, and fixing things inside the home? Marcon Appliance Parts Company would like to encourage you to consider a high-paying career in major appliances repair and service. Major appliance service technicians are in very high demand. Major appliance techs work regular hours and make excellent money. They work local, in their own communities, and are home every night. It is an incredibly stable industry and highly rewarding work. Discover more about your new career in major appliance services today by contacting a local appliance service company in your hometown. In St. Louis or St. Charles County, contact Brian Propes at AAA Home Services. The phone number is 636-299-3871. Marcona Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and proud distributor of General Electric Parts. I know you've heard me talk about Whitmore Country Club. I want to thank them for supporting the show again for the third year and tell you things are going great for them. There's 90 holes of golf when you join at the Whit- at Whitmore Country Club. The membership provides you access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Lynx of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. Cart fees are included. There's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments. 24-hour fitness center is fantastic. There's two large pool complexes uh, and three tennis courts. Stop in the golf shop. you got to see my buddy Bummer. He is an absolute great guy that would love to help you with your game and love to show you around um, the uh, facility. He and his staff uh, run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events. There's live music. There's uh, uh, great dining opportunities out there, outside, inside. Anything you and your family need golf-wise, fun-wise, visit WhitmoreGolf.com or call them at 636-926-9622. This is Dan McLaughlin, TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Our town is one of the best sports cities in the country. There's also a tremendous history of supporting professional golf. September 28th through October 4th at Norwood Hills. It's the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic. PGA Tour champion legends like Ernie Els, Fred Couples, Jim Furyk, Steve Stricker, and many more will be in St. Louis. All proceeds will benefit St. Louis area youth and charities in North St. Louis County. For tickets and sponsorship information, head to ascensioncharityclassic.com. Let your local farmer's insurance agent, Ed Fogelbach, put his experience to work for you. Ed Fogelbach proudly serves St. Louis area families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Grab your friends a cold one and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Uh, got Pearly with me. And we are headed to the 19th hole brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Pearl, crack one open and let's break this Mike Maddox interview down. Um, you asked me a question when we went to the break about the grinding. And you know what, Pearl? I am, you know how I feel 
about that word and that idea. Players will talk about that meaning they hung in there, they stayed tough, but the word grinding to me, it's wrong. It's 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 not the it's not the right way to talk about it because when you grind something, you're taking something big and making it smaller. You're beating it up. You're you're you you're taking something and sticking it on the wheel and, and all this friction and all this action is making it smaller and it's the wrong way to look at it. I don't agree with that. I don't like that term. Yeah, I, I I don't think that that's the way it was it was being coached. But he did use the term, and it's just something that stuck out. But I I love the way he went, the way he talks to his guys when he says he goes to the mound, how he reads them through their uh, their pre throw routine, which you and I can relate to. Uh, so he knows how he puts his hand on their shoulder or on their chest to kind of make that connection. It just was all great, and again, it was just—it's a side thing because of our relationship with uh, uh, Bob Rotella and, and kind of his way of talking about the grind versus just letting things flow a little bit. And I'm sure he would agree. You want things to flow and that kind of stuff. I think he's talking about the intensity, hanging in there. Uh, I, I love what you guys both talked about. He made the analogy: you can play go- good golf all day long and hit a foul ball in the 16th hole, literally lose all your confidence. Like, how am I going to hit any shots coming in? Same with the ball player. And, and what you guys both said, you go out and play good golf all day long, and some days that's a 73. It just is. And you go out there and, and, and pitch like a, like a madman all game, and somehow they're teeing off on you. And that's how it is. So I like the way he talked about, too, accepting and, and focusing on what you can control and leave the other to the side. That's, that's a great life lesson. It's a baseball lesson. It's a golf lesson. Yeah. I, I love Everything the guy talked about, Pearl. It 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 all resonated to me with with what we talked about with Rotella, what we've talked about just in general with where to have your head. I loved when he would he said he'd go out to the mound. And you know, John, he's wearing so many hats. He's he's the dad. He's a sports yeah. psychologist. He's a therapist. He's a pitching coach. He's a ball player. He's been through all this before. He's got all of those hats that he's wearing. And I loved when he said. He said, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take this fastball, and we're going to throw it low and away, and I'll take responsibility for what happens from there on. Yeah, right on. How about right that? Right on. And just taking all of the pressure, all of the heat, all whatever he could do to relieve him, to relieve um, his pitcher of that extra anxiety to try to get him to the next level of freeing it up and letting it go. That's a releasing your ego. The first sports psychologist I ever worked with, uh, we did that. He would, I would play both the golf balls, and he would convince me that one of them was his. And he just kind of taught me the difference between my ego, you know, wrapped up into these results and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he is absolutely all those kinds of things. Um, it, it, it just, it's just fun to hear him talk about how you can go out there and keep him calm. It's a little bit. It's far more than caddying. But it's a little bit that way, too. Get that player to kind of get where they need to be, stay on task, stay in the routine, all those kinds of things. Obviously, he has a lot more um, authority, I would guess, guess I would say, than a caddy uh, in that situation relative to golf. But uh, it, there's a lot of similarities wanting a guy to, to, to just get, get plug back into his game. Yeah, I mean, John, he's looking for signs, and you're great at that when we're together. Looking for signs, speeding up, watching you know, the routine speed up. All, all these things that I look at for my young players that I'm helping now where they'll speed up their walk. All of a sudden, their transition and their backswing is totally different. All those things are telltale because they give you that glimpse inside of their soul and their heart and what they're experiencing because uh, otherwise you're guessing the other piece if we have a minute to talk about it when he was describing how they build these players from the feet up i just absolutely love that and that's just the footwork the foundation the base type of work move it all the way through and then you knew where he was going where at the end of the day they've got the mechanics now it's all in their head and that's the top of the whole thing it was just that was a great analogy, and what a great way to be able to talk to a guy coming up through the ranks and say, "This is how this is going to go." Right, and then that guy knows exactly what's what's going on, what he's supposed to be working on, how he can monitor his own progress. I thought that was just brilliant too. I, I really liked that that part of uh, his explanation on how he coaches, and he was you could hear the confidence in his voice. 
that's how I do it. It's not like, oh, sometimes I do it. It's like, no, no. No, this is a formula. Absolutely. Uh, And and, and you want your caddy to be confident. You want your coach to be confident. You want your mentor to be confident. And he seemed to exude a, as so many of the superstars you have, exude a a calm confidence, a inappropriate confidence. No, I agree. Well, Pearl, that's going to wrap up another show, man. We are out of time. Well, let's get let's let's <laughs> shut this puppy down. I got some nightcrawler hunting to do. All right, we don't want to get in the way of that. Whatever the hell that is, but uh, Pearl, thanks for being with me. We will talk to you next week. And Pearl, I hope you catch something with those big nightcrawlers. Thanks, guys. See you, mate. See you, Pearls. Hit them straight, St. Louis. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.